everybody. How's it going? My name's Claire Bartlett. I'm the Georgia TSR, and you're watching and listening to me and my racket. It's the show about tennis industry professionals sharing their passion, purpose, and connecting over the sport we all know and love. And today on the show, we have John Hanna. John, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Claire. Good, good. Well, John, I just want to read a quick bio. So to our listeners and viewers, um, John is the vice president and co-owner at New South Publishing in Atlanta and is the publisher of the Alton News, um, Annette News Magazine. He is an avid tennis player himself, and he played tennis at Barry College and plays in Atlanta currently. And a fun fact about John, he has the nickname of uh, Johnny Pro-Am as he plays in 12 or more Pro-Ams each year at various clubs. So, John, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Well, first of all, how are you and your family doing during this pandemic? I know it's been a uh, crazy time. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been interesting. Oddly enough, I'm in the office building I'm in. There's mm -hmm. nobody on our floor, so I've been coming into the office since probably early May, because mm -hmm. it's more socially distanced. I live in right now in Woodstock downtown, and behind uh, all the shops and stuff, and the houses are pretty close together, so I'm actually safer here than I am there. So yeah. I've been coming in, but my wife's a first grade school teacher and navigating that has been difficult. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Well, and I know, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I don't know about where you all, like here where I am, there's been just lots of online schooling, but some people are going back. Is that kind of the same? Is it, is everything still online or is yeah. there? Yeah, she, teaches, she teaches first grade, like I said, and she, it's, it's, she's, I guess right now three or four are virtual and the rest are in the classroom. But that started in January, I guess they went back, you know, they were doing all virtual prior to that. So it's it's right. been you know, anytime anybody gets one or is exposed, they have to adapt to it. But they're trying to keep the grades in bubbles so it's, it doesn't impact the entire elementary school. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just, well, it's just the world we are right now. No, I know it is, and we we adjust and change, and um, we can we can get through it. I know it's going to get better. It's just a question of when, you know. <laughs> so, um, but well, hey, I want to dive into your tennis story a little bit, and and just you know, if you don't mind, just sharing with us a little bit about like how you started, and and kind of bring us up to speed into where you are now in the tennis industry. So you know, just the the, the quick version is I you know learned how to play tennis and started playing it uh, at a small swim and tennis club in indian hills called pinecrest back in the late 70s early 80s and you know certainly my parents are the ones that introduced me to tennis they both played alta in atlanta and usta and then i started playing tournaments that sort of thing but i was also a soccer player playing both sports and ended up playing all four years at barry and you know, it was a it was a great experience. Uh, my last year, I think I was the only American on our team, which was kind of an interesting cultural, cool thing. And that was it was at a time I was there from '85 to '89, so it was there weren't that many foreign players at the at the uh, the big schools like there are now, and they were you know in the small schools. So, um, but it was a great experience. One I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. It was a fantastic four years. Played a lot of matches, and. Uh, you know, and it was a nice segue to doing what I'm doing now because I wanted to be in the tennis business without having to teach. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've taught some. I mean, I've taught for 11 years, you know, kind of just at night, you know, just for fun, yeah. teaching teams that, you know, wanted me to teach them. I have yeah. a lot of respect for those that do it because I candidly don't have the patience that they do. Yeah. Um, but this was, you know, getting into the business side of tennis was a way for me to be in the sport without having to be on the court. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and so now with what you do at New South Publishing, what does your you know day to day look like? I know things have adjusted with COVID, but um, you yeah. know what what's that whole side of the industry like? So there's well, there's two sides of it. One is the the New South Publishing side. We we publish magazine. We do a relocation magazine to Atlanta called No Atlanta Magazine. We do the Professional Association of Georgia Educators Magazine, Page One, a business magazine called Cobb and Focus for the community. But my role is really, because I'm the tennis person, is publisher of Net News, and that's managing managing that business for Alta. Alta owns the magazine. We publish it for them and have, this is my 30th year. I started in 1991 doing this. Yeah. And um, so, you know, running, the, working with the advertisers, working with the edit team, working with Alta's editor. Um, they have a volunteer that, work, you know, that, that oversees the magazine and, the, and assists with the content. But I'm the face in the community of the publication, even though you won't see me in the magazine rarely. I mean, I think I can count on one hand how many times I've been in the magazine, other than when my team wins the cities in 30 years. Yeah. So, it's yeah. just, uh, you know, that's my role. But it's mainly working with a lot of the advertisers and a lot of the content. And yeah. you know, it's published six times a year, so it's it's pretty busy, and it's just kind of evolved from there. Yeah. Well, so what do you find really rewarding about what you're doing, and maybe what are what are some challenges? The 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 most rewarding thing is is keeping people engaged in the game, and you know, Alta is very social. That's that's probably the best description of it. It's a, a social event where a tennis match breaks out. You know, I say that often, and the, because it's neighborhood based mainly, and clubs mm-hmm. and certainly apartments, that sort of thing, and certainly the the public facilities as well um the the camaraderie that's created because most people i'm i'm a native atlantan but there's not many of me here so it was a way to engage people to get to know their neighbors and Mm -hmm. you know my role is to try to make that connection because net news is the only tangible thing that alta sends to the membership on a frequent basis and you know we take great pride in the content we get a lot of local tennis pros that provide content for improving your game. Um, we've got a recipe section because, you know, not to be chauvinistic, but the women love their their food spreads and the men do too, but the women are really into it based on the in, in, you know input I get. Mm-hmm. Those are the Thursdays and the Sunday ladies. So we've got a court cuisine section, you know, um, there's nutrition as well as the Alta specific content, whether it's good questions or rules or league updates, that sort of thing. So it's, right. it's being the conduit between the player who may not be thinking about Alta on a daily basis, yeah. but making that connection so it's relevant and top of mind year round. So, you know, so it's fun. I mean, that's right. at the end of the day, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and what have been, you know, you're talking about relevance and value. What have been some things like, especially during this last year when things have been very different um, on a lot of fronts, like what are some, you know, maybe creative things or entrepreneurial things that, you've seen or you've maybe implemented, um, you know, in, in that side of the industry? Well, it, this one, it's it's an interesting thing. And, and I don't know how many people saw it yesterday, but uh, the USTA put out a press release about the growth of the game during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're still in it, but what, you know, at the, at the peak of it, when things were shutting down, there was a lot of negativity and a lot of gloom and doom, but tennis has turned out to be one of the bright spots in this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the the current CEO of the USTA, Mike Douse, is a very good friend of mine. He played on my Alta team when he lived in Atlanta for okay. yeah. four years. He was the regional manager for Wilson. And he and I were talking, gosh, probably May or June. And we started seeing some in- indicators with ball sales 
and rackets, the under $75, you know, the pre-strung or the, the right. first racket, introductory, introductory rackets, sales were going through the roof. And yeah. we've seen that. So yesterday in USA Today, there was a story about it. You've been playing a lot of tennis during the pandemic. If you have, you're not alone. So <laughs> an estimation of 3 million new people playing. So there's been this weird, unintended, positive consequence during this COVID situation, this pandemic, that tennis is actually benefiting from. So, yeah. you know, that's exciting. So, you know, obviously all the league play stopped in, in spring and mm -hmm. my phone got lit up like a Christmas tree oh the Thursday night that Alta did this because USTA followed the following Monday. And, mm -hmm. you know, people are, you know, they did, they just didn't, it was all new to everybody. They didn't know what to do, how to react. So there was people that were on both sides of the fence. Some were like, this is no big deal. And some were scared to death, but Alta made the prudent decision to stop league play in the spring. And that was kind of the first reality check following up with Indian Wells that was canceled. And then suddenly every sport got canceled. And right. so there was a lot of fear and concern. Then, you know, Alta decided to try to forge ahead and have a summer mixed double season, which they did successfully and did city finals, you know, as a home match if you had the higher winning percentage for city finals right. because they couldn't have a gathering at one big facility and that seemed to work and then you know then fall rolls around and it's and then you got the issues of school going back and how's that going to look and with virtual school like we talked about a second ago that that impacted so there was still a lot of unknowns and i'm talking to industry people the owner of tennis warehouse the owner of tennis express and yeah. they're seeing they're being dramatically impacted negatively but then this then it started coming back and yeah. fast forward to winter mixed doubles and alta announced in one of their executive committee meetings that we're, we're doing via zoom which is you know now it's i guess we've done 10 of them now via zoom um <laughs> that the the winter mixed doubles was up 20 percent pre-covid numbers so there's pent-up demand and you know then that really got my curiosity. Let's speak to the specialty retailers. Let's talk to the clubs. They're doing very, very well right now. So they're doing it very socially responsible and that sort of yeah. thing. So yeah. it's cool. I mean, there's been, there's good opportunity out there. I mean, tennis is one of the bright spots in this pandemic. Oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So well, that's, been yeah. a, that's been a fun, positive thing to celebrate and talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's been a bit of a. I mean, we all know how great tennis is, but it's been a bit of a renaissance. Like hearing, you know, in the big news outlets, like, oh, people are number one sport is tennis. So it's been That's pretty right. neat from that perspective. And it certainly helped when the medical community said it was. It was probably the best thing you could do. And yeah. even in the article yesterday, they said it's. You know, Mike Mike Dowse was quoted as saying it's the best social distancing thing to do. I'm going to take it a step further. It's a great social social distancing thing to do. You know, because right. you get. Right. Both, both aspects because it is so so social yeah yeah no for sure for sure well um shifting gears a little bit you know if there's anybody that wants to get into the tennis industry you know looking whether that's to teach or you know maybe go the route that, that you've gone um and you know we know there's so many different pathways like do you have any advice for those people on, on how to get in or, or what to do uh, just just raise your hand and get involved and be engaged you know one of the things that concerns me is i look around at the landscape of tennis pros in this country whether it's uspta or ptr is the average age is getting old i mean i'm 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 53 and i'm one of the younger guys at these world conferences and that's not a good thing so just yeah. get involved and you know whether it's a volunteer you know as a team captain or a coordinator or something like that to get involved or get involved in your club or your local municipality and 
start networking and talking to people. I mean, there's the, the, the GPTA, the Georgia Professional Tennis Association, is a great networking club of tennis pros to kind of get in. And it, I tell you what, once you say you want to help, you won't have, it won't take long for you to get asked to help. And then that's yeah. a good segue to get in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Regardless of what it is, whether it's teaching, the business side of it, a sales rep, whatever it is. Right, right, for sure, for sure. Well, well, so, um, you know, who have your mentors been, you know, when they could be inside or outside of tennis, but, you know, who have those people been for you who you've looked up to? It's, um, it, that, that's an, it's an interesting question. And because what I, what I do, in addition to doing that news and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm the ad director for Racket Sports Industry, a consultant for Tennis Channel and all their media properties. Right. What I've done is kind of evolved. So I didn't have a mentor, so to speak, for me because, I was blazing the trail because no one, I mean, I didn't set out to do this. It just kind of evolved over time. Right. But what I've gravitated towards to answer your question as far as the mentorship is mm -hmm. those that tend to act as almost a father figure or a grandfather figure in the business, because I'm a big advocate of learning from other people's mistakes. I hate to make them on my own. I do, but I try to avoid them. And yeah. so there's, I mean, there's, there's not really anybody specifically, but I do reach out to those that some might say, oh, they're old, that's, you know, old school, you know, that's, that's the way it used to be. But mm -hmm. I try to marry what was done versus what is happening versus what we think the future brings and try to form my own decision as I, I grow my businesses. Right, right. No, that, yeah, that, that's great. And like you're just saying, yeah, learning, you can learn so much from other people's mistakes and, you know, and just looking at, you know, your past and being like, okay, what could have gone you know, what could I have done here? And um, yeah, so you don't repeat history. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let somebody else, you know, make the mistake and let me avoid it. Right, right, right. Well, so, um, you know, we talked about like earlier how you're an avid tennis player and, you know, you're, you're continuously playing. And I was just wondering, you know, especially with your teaching background, like you said, you know, do you have any tips or strategies or anything you tell yourself that you think would be helpful for other players um, when they're out playing? Um, Keep it in perspective. I mean, I've got all these kind of cheesy cliches. The older I get, the better I was. You know, that sort of thing. Just, you know, I mean, again, it's it's perspective and making sure I'm still having fun. And you know, I'm still I'm still whether I should be or not. I'm still playing double A one. You know, men's and mixed. Yeah. And, yeah. And in full disclosure, I'm playing at the bottom of the lineup mostly. But you know, I'm not a ghost. You can't hit through me, so I still can play. But yeah. You know, it's putting the ball in play one more time, having fun, keeping perspective. You know, so many people, you know, if they lose a match, it ruins their weekend. Well, that's that's that kind of defeats the purpose. You know, yeah. plus it's just great exercise. You know, okay. and it's you know, I've got the the my step counter on my my Sunto watch, and you know, and it's and it vibrates when I hit my ten thousand steps. And when you're yeah. playing, it happens quick. You know, so those yeah. it's those kind of things. It's just keeping it simple. I mean, just it's. Again, we're playing tennis. I'm, I get to be around a, right. a sport that we, the words play. What a great four-letter word versus work, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. If, you, know, you know the cliche. If you, you know, love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. So that's right. that's the way I look at it. Yeah, no, so true. Well, so if you're not around tennis or on the tennis court, do you have any other interests or hobbies, things you like to do, or any things you've picked oh. up in quarantine? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I love to play golf. I mean, as, as a lot of the pro-ams that I play in, they the clubs are very accommodating and nice about uh, letting us play golf. So I play, you know, golf yeah. as much as I can. It's just it's tough yeah. because of the time commitment. But, 
suddenly recently during the pandemic have really gotten into binge watching Amazon Prime shows. I mean, that's just, you know, that's been that's been a fun thing to do. And, you know, my wife oh, and yeah. I just you know, camp out and watch until, you know, falling asleep and then get up and repeat, you know, the next night. Right. <laughs> what shows have you all been watching? So we watched uh, Red Oaks, which was hooked me because it was based on a club in Connecticut, fictional club called Red Oak in uh, the mid 80s. So it was set in 1985 and the, the main character was becoming an assistant pro at the ten at the club. So, you know, so it just it, it fit what I do. So that hooked me. So that was three yeah. seasons. And then now I'm in the season two episode, I guess, nine or 10 of The Americans, which is kind of a a spy deal and so watch that yeah. we i mean watch some others as well we i mean i've watched all all the seasons of the marvelous mrs Maisel, but we're yeah. through those and they're filming another so i gotta wait till the the i think the fall for that one so yeah yeah no lots of good ones there yeah. <laughs> well so is there anything you know any shout outs or thank yous or anything you know projects you're working on that you like to promote or anything like that no not really just you know still doing the, the you know just enjoy the Australian Open. Obviously, we saw the weirdness that happened last night and, uh, you know, with that snap lockdown that they did. But, you know, the good news is the Australian Open will continue. And, you know, that was that was one of the things that I learned, you know, talking to some of the, the, the retailers, whether it's locally or the mm -hmm. online guys, is that when tennis is being played and it's on TV, it inspires people to get out and play. And right. when it's not, it, it changes the whole narrative just because it's not top of mind. So, you know, it's really, it was really amazing that the, the Australian Open was able to continue. It was great that USTA was able to have the US Open at the end of last year. I know that was a big thing for Mike Douse to, you know, pull off. And, yeah. uh, you know, but just to in, enjoy it, watch it. You know, the, uh, I mean, it's, there's some great matchups. I mean, you know, Novak yeah. Djokovic ended up winning the five sets early this morning, you know, from late last night, so. Right, it's right. Fun. Well, like you said, it gets you, you start watching, then you want to get out and go play. So find your local well, tennis court. <laughs> the article said that 3 million new players. So if we, wow. you know, USTA out to here in Atlanta as well as USTA, but they've got a pathway for these people to play, our sport will grow if we can have them, a, uh, have a place for them to go to continue to play. And that just certainly puts tennis in a great spot because it's, it's had a cup of a rough decade. I mean, I'm very yeah. involved with the Tennis Industry Association as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, seeing the numbers decline, they call it the leaky bucket. And it's frustrating. So because we, you and I know what a great game it is. Right. But right. we'd love for everybody else to, you know, experience what we do and what you yeah. know, love what we love. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, well, thanks so much for coming on the show and, and sharing, you know, what, you, what you've gone through and everything. It's great learning from you and um, really appreciate it. Happy to do it. My pleasure. And thanks very much for having me, Claire. Sure thing. Well, thanks, John, and thanks to our listeners and viewers. If you're you're on a YouTube, we're on um, we're here. We're we're pretty much everywhere. Social media. I mean, you can like and subscribe. Check us out there. And I uh, hope everybody has a great day. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.